0: into a Valentine's Day edition of On Iowa Politics for Friday, February 14, 2020, because nothing says Valentine's Day like a podcast about a caucus catastrophe. This week, the future of the caucuses, what we know, what we want to know, Troy Price falls on his sword, New Hampshire results, bye-bye Bennett, Yang, Patrick, and who's next? Hi, I'm James Lynch of the Cedar Rapids Gazette. With me today are Amy Rivers of the Quad Cit or excuse me, Amy of the Waterloo Cedar Falls Courier. Uh, good morning, Amy.
1: Good morning, James.
0: Aaron Murphy, Lee Newspaper Statehouse Bureau Chief. Good morning, Aaron.
2: Good morning, James.
0: And Gazette columnist Todd Dorman. Good morning, Todd. Good morning. You can find us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter and subscribe to On Iowa Politics on iTunes and Stitcher. First up, the caucuses still. Like a bad cold, we just can't seem to shake the caucuses. Iowans went to their school gyms and church halls nearly two weeks ago to show their preferences for presidential candidates, and we're still waiting for final results. We know the general outcome, but there are some details that, for whatever reason, seem to be important to a couple of the candidates. On the other hand, I don't believe Joe Biden will be asking for a recount. So, Aaron, you've been following this as Democrats have been um, stewing in a caucus mess of their own creation, with the sloppiest train wreck in history, according to President Donald Trump's campaign <laughs> manager. Um, where where are we at the at this recanvass recount process? Do we know who won?
2: Well, uh, not completely yet, and and hopefully this is just like a bad cold and doesn't turn into something like more like the coronavirus. Um, We are at the point where um, the results are complete but they're being contested. So um, as of what has been reported, Pete Buttigieg um, had the most state delegate, delegate equivalents by a very, very, very small margin over Bernie Sanders. Um, but uh, some of the precincts, um, dozens of precincts, have been challenged, and uh, it, it's enough that it could move the needle one way or the other, not only in those state delegate equivalents, but also um, could change the number of national delegates allocate, al- allocated uh, to Pete Buttigieg and or Bernie Sanders. Um, so it's still ultimately uh, to be determined uh, score as of right now, and and that's going to take a while. First, they have the re uh which will start Sunday, um, and and that's just to determine if there were errors. And then if if the if the campaigns want, they can ask for a recount, and that's what could actually uh, change the result.
0: <laughs> and the fallout uh, has begun. Iowa Democratic Party Chairman Troy Price has offered his resignation, which I guess comes as no surprise considering what's happened and the state central committee is meeting this weekend, uh, to move on. Um, Todd, should Troy, uh, instead of just simply resigning said I'll resign when Tom Perez
3: resigns. (laughs) Yeah. They should have had like a joint announcement. They could have appeared together and said, you know, sorry, we're, we're done. Since, Uh, since Perez, after sort of
0: laying it all on Iowa, then said, Oh, well, we're all in this together. Right.
3: Yeah. It's, you know the i think the democratic national party had some role in the you know the caucuses that started their nominating process i think i don't think they were innocent bystanders to the to the catastrophe so and i you know i think i think troy price you know needed to go if there's going to be sort of a a clear-eyed uh you know a look at what happened I, I think they're creating some sort of committee or commission or something aren't they i think that's mm-hmm. what i of, you know, you you need to sort of clear out the people who have a whose reputations are at stake, and 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 bring in the people who maybe uh, weren't you know weren't uh, cooks that spoiled the the, that, <laughs> the caucuses that so, stew yeah that's whatever it was it didn't taste so <laughs> didn't taste so hot so yeah I think but yeah I I don't and I, I you know Perez will keep his job. So long as Democrats do OK or do well, or this nominating process continues to go forward without similar issues, you know, without without problems. But, uh, you know, I, I think he's certainly had a hand in what happened. And around the Capitol, um, I'm hearing from
0: a lot of legislative Democrats who have their own takes on this whole mess. And and a number of them say it can be traced back to the Clintons and the DNC which in a way, you know, sort of a a theory that involves the Clintons is not surprising. Uh, But um, they say that Hillary Clinton has had it in for the caucuses uh, since losing to Barack Obama in 2008. And um, uh, she won in 2016 by a very thin margin and and declared victory and got out of town before all the votes were counted and the coins were flipped or whatever it was, um, high cards drawn. Um, uh, and, and you know, their theory is that when she came here in, in 2008, ran in 2008, she talked to state democratic leaders and said, okay, where do I send the money? And they said, you know, this is a caucus. You have to show up and talk to people. And she was kind of like, I I, I don't have time for that. So, and of course, Tom Perez is a Clinton guy. So, um, you know, it all goes back to the,
3: Clintons. well, and yeah, and, all, and a lot of the stuff that went wrong you know, these are things that were done to please the outsiders who were right. critical of what was happening. So we, you know, kind of bent over backwards to to please folks and then ended up pleasing absolutely no one. Yeah, And it's our fault. Yeah, exactly. And, li- and, li- and the Clintons. Yeah, and the Clintons. <laughs> Why not blame the Clintons? What the, what the heck? Yeah, really. <laughs> it all started with a land deal known as Whitewater.
0: <laughs> Where's Ken Starr when we need him? <laughs> Aaron, uh, so far we've heard that uh, Marshalltown State Rep uh, Mark Smith will be the interim chair. Uh, any idea whether that's going to become permanent or uh, just a, a temporary leader?
2: Yeah, it sounds like there's at least a couple other people um, um, interested in running Jackie Norris's uh, name, I heard. So I, it, it sounds like there will be um, a, a competitive uh, election. Um yeah, for 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 the next chair, so I, it it I, it it looks at this point like it won't just be, you know, an appointment and an anointment of, of Mark Smith.
0: I've also heard uh, Kurt Meyer uh, from up in Howard County may be interested in running for state party chair. Uh, he's been somewhat critical of uh, the party, and especially as it applies to its efforts in rural Iowa. So that might make for an interesting contest. Mm-hmm. Um, Aaron, is there anything short, um, anything else short of, I guess, the future of the caucuses left unresolved at this point? I mean, I guess it's just a matter of doing this re canvas and, and recount if it's necessary. But that,
2: Yeah, yeah. Or, the, yeah, the, the, the two big things that are still to come are, are that re canvas and then assuming that. A, a recount i think that's a safe assumption it it's kind of one of those things like you don't ask for a recanvas unless you're pretty sure it's going to turn up something funky and then you're going to ask for the recount, too. So I think it's safe to assume we'll get both. Um, And then it's the investigation that the state party is putting together um, to look at the the caucuses as a whole, but in particular um, that app that that, um, malfunctioned on caucus night. Um, They've hired a couple of of Democratic lawyers to oversee um, that process, and that'll get um, that'll become more defined um i i think um i read a, 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 the register uh reported that they wanted to take around 45 days uh, nor more than that so um that's the other big thing that we'll be watching for is that review and report that they put together on um uh what went wrong with it with these caucuses
0: okay 45 days
2: let's see that'll be opening day probably on the baseball season
0: <laughs> oh, oh! And on other news, we uh, got a report on the caucuses. Todd, uh, what about the future of the caucuses? Um, will there be caucuses in four
3: years? Will they
0: be the first in the nation?
3: Uh, will they have a new app? I think there will be first in the nation Republican caucuses in four years. I know that for sure. Maybe <laughs> I say for sure. Maybe yes. <laughs> I, <laughs> the, the Republicans don't seem to. I mean, you know, the the Republicans don't seem to be having. Uh, a discussion about changing. So, Democratic caucuses. Uh, well, if there's a a Democratic president, then then if there's caucuses and if they're fir- first or not, it won't be a big deal. Uh, but yeah, and I think the election will matter. And we talked about this last week. If Trump wins, I think the Democrats are going to, you know, speaking of postmortems or autopsies of the caucus, where they're going to have an autopsy of the party a- a- after that, uh, and they're going to be probably looking at changing. Lots of things, including their nomination process and and you know and there will be people that if if the democratic nominee, whoever it is, loses that they'll you know look back to that fateful week in February when you know the the caucuses went un you know came unhinged and and they'll say that was the beginning of the end that was when everything started to slide downhill and and you know maybe they're not wrong, and that'll be that'll be pretty tough for Iowans to sort of argue that, no, no, we can fix this. We'll have a better app next time. We'll, you know, we will train our precinct captains to not, you know, to know the rules. <laughs> to know the rules and how to use an app. Yeah. How to download an app. Yeah. So, I, yeah, Democrats, is, that's a big question mark. I think I think the Republicans will stick with Iowa.
0: Aaron uh, and Amy, thoughts on the future of the caucuses? Uh, do the New Hampshire results validate Iowa results? regardless of what went wrong? Um, did Iowa winnow the field? Did it do its job
2: in that way? Amy, I'll let you go first.
1: Well, actually, uh, Aaron, I was going to ask you. I read your story on uh, when you talked to Troy Price when he said he didn't resign under pressure, and I wanted to know if you actually believed him.
2: Yeah, that, that, that was interesting to me. Um, it, and he seemed uh, pretty... Uh, convincing in that, uh, um, you know, statement. Um, I, I didn't, um, you know, you're trying to hear something. And so, you know, only Troy price price knows for sure. Um, uh, but, but it sure seemed to me like a confident, um, honest answer that, uh, um, he didn't resign because of outside forces because, of uh, you know Tom Perez or someone else told him he had to. Um, he resigned because he genuinely thought it was um, in the best uh, interest of the party and being able to move forward. Um, like and I can't remember if it was uh, James or, or or Todd who said uh, for for the party to be able to move forward with a clean slate um, and, and not have him still around and, and kind of hanging over that review process. Um, that that seemed like it was genuinely. Um, uh, the, the reason, uh, his reason, uh, for stepping aside, um, as, as for the future of the caucuses, I'll, I'll just say this. And one thing I always, uh, note on this is, um, it, it, I, Iowa has had to fight this battle before. And one of the biggest reasons it it remains first is just simple inertia it, it, that, that nominating calendar is a, is a really hard process, uh, to change. Um, and so maybe that's what saves Iowa again this time. Now I will concede that these are some pretty unique circumstances that Iowa hasn't faced before. This was a, a big black eye for the party, uh, not being able to re- fully result, uh, report the caucus results for three days. Um, um, so this is a unique challenge and, and maybe that was the final nail now. Um, and especially as Todd said, if, if, uh, president Trump wins re-election. And there's going to be another competitive caucus in four years on the Democratic side. Um, like Todd said, I agree wholeheartedly, they're going to be looking at how can we do things better? How can we put ourselves in a position to win? We've lost twice in a row now. Um, what do we have to change? And the nominating calendar will absolutely be a part of that discussion. Um, uh, so so it's going to be very interesting, um, A, to see what happens in November, and then depending on that outcome what happens beyond that
1: and you guys have been around you know doing this for a lot longer than i have obviously i'm not calling you old by any means <laughs> thank <But> you <laughs> i i wanted to go out on a limb and say wow i mean you add this i mean because it, it's not only the app screw up it's the the overall organization of it screw up do mm-hmm. you, you add that to 2016, you add that to 2008, you know, and and you put all this together, even though it was sort of Republican screw-up and Democratic screw-up. Plus, you had all these campaigns talking about how Iowa is not diverse already in the mix, and you put that all together. I really can't see the National Democratic Party coming away thinking, we're going to do Iowa again first next time. I mean, that really is just all of these sort of straws, I think, maybe have the potential to really break the camel's back here.
3: Well, and it'll be interesting to see if the Democrats here can can you know get get their nominee. Whether Iowa's actually contested in the presidential race, because if, if Trump wins handily here again, I mean part of the reason Iowa's been first and, is, and has kept that spot is because it was seen as a swing state that both parties wanted to win in the general election. If we're on a presidential basis, are no longer considered so much of a so much of a swing state, then that's another reason for Democrats to start someplace else
0: yeah I think I think Amy's right that it's gonna be very hard to make the argument again yeah. uh, and I don't know that Iowa has enough leverage to say, well, if you knock us out of first, we're gonna you know somehow screw around with New Hampshire and Nevada and South carolina uh, you know and and somehow get them on Iowa's side. I don't know that Iowa has that sort of leverage in this yeah. in this argument
3: well in two in two thousand eight I remember. <laughs> Going to the convention in Denver, the Iowa Democratic delegation was, like, right up front. Mm-hmm. Got one of the best hotels. I, I wonder where the Iowa delegation will be <laughs> at the Milwaukee convention. Uh, That'll be <laughs> are there, are there, Is their hotel going to be in, like, what, Kenosha? Or? It's commuting distance. <laughs> Green, Green Bay? Iowa to uh, Milwaukee? Yeah, yeah it's not so far. Kenosha's
2: too close. Yeah, <laughs> that's right.
3: It'll be a- in the Twin Cities <laughs> <laughs> Rhinelander <laughs> so, there's, their seats will their seats will be near the near the yeah. back I suspect yeah <laughs> oh and, what and a James, difference yes James, you
2: made a sorry you made a great point um, last week on Iowa Press um, that I thought it is, bears noting here too is um, that who is the elder Democratic statesman from Iowa who goes to bat uh, for the caucuses now. And, 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 and does that person even exist? You know, there's no Tom Harkin anymore. There's no, uh, Tom Vilsack, you know, um, there's plenty on the Republican side, but on the democratic side, who, who is the person that that has the, um, you know, the, the, um, the, 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 the aura for lack of a better word to, to be uh, someone who can go out and, 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 be a, a pitch person for the caucuses and, and have people listen to that. And um, I, I think there's got to be a definite concern that that person doesn't exist right now.
3: We'll send in Rob Sand. The future depends Patty on Judge you, Rob.
1: Was, was sending out some emails recently with her uh, rural organization mm-hmm, that yeah. she deals with, and so maybe that would be... Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I mean, yeah, there's Patty, there's Bonnie Campbell, there are some people like that. I just don't know that you know, anybody has still has the juice um, with the DNC. Yeah, to, the cloud. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. Um, maybe maybe that person is you know exists. We'll see. Is is it too soon at this point after two contests to uh, crown Bernie Sanders with a nomination and wish Joe Biden a happy retirement, or do we have to see how this plays out?
2: <laughs> well, if you if you uh, follow the the data guys and gals at uh 538 um right now bernie is the most likely to win the nomination and the second most likely is no one um meaning a a contested convention so <laughs> we, yeah. i think i think we're in for the long haul well re-
0: reporters would love that i don't know that anybody else would but uh, contested <laughs> convention <laughs> <you> just... yeah <laughs> and we can't uh, leave the the Topic of caucuses and the nomination race without saying goodbye to uh, more candidates. Uh, New Hampshire did its part this week. Michael Bennett chose a Rocky Mountain High. Andrew Yang has opted for a Freedom Dividend. And Deval Patrick, well, was he even really running? So we'll see you all in four years. And finally, a, a public service announcement. Just a reminder to those folks who have been caught up in caucus politics, college basketball, or merely trying to keep warm. It's Valentine's Day. According to Fox (laughs) News, a bare majority, 51% of registered voters, believe in love at first sight. 47% do not. 56% believe in soulmates, according to an Economist YouGov survey. Fox also found that by a 67% to 15% margin, Registered voters said that sense of humor, rather than political views, is more important in terms of choosing someone to be your Valentine. Laughter may be the best medicine, but trust me, after more than 30 years of marriage, I can tell you that a joke on St. Valentine's Day won't go as far as roses. Mm. Just saying.
3: It's true. It's so true.
0: (laughs) That's it for this edition of On Iowa Politics. I hope it's been worth your time. Thanks for listening. If you like the show, tell a friend and subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher. Send fan mail to Politics at gmail.com. And you can find us every week on the homepages of the Quad City Times, Sioux City Journal, Muscatine Journal, Mason City Globe Gazette, Waterloo's Cedar Falls Courier, and the Cedar Rapids Gazette. The Kingsburys will take us out. If you know a band or a talented Iowa musician who should be on our show, send us a sound file. And remember to follow us on Twitter and subscribe to Politics on iTunes and Stitcher. For Aaron Amy, Todd, and our producer, Stephen, I'm James Lynch. Thanks for listening.
4: I'm yeah.